This is Minds and Hearts Alike, an Enneagram Influence podcast about the three processing centers of the body, the mind, the heart, and the gut, and their influence on our perspective of life, love, health, and happiness. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Minds and Hearts Alike. I'm your host, Mario Warren, and I am here with, again, my sister, because she's the only one who shows up for these uh, invitations. <laughs> so, I always start off with something quirky. It's really because I'm truly happy <laughs> to spend this time with you. You have the biggest smile on I your do. face. <laughs> I, I love my sister. My sister's amazing. If you, if you can't say that about your sister, I am really sorry about your life. <laughs> Um, and I know there are people who can't say that. And I just want you to know that I offer coaching services <laughs> on my website and will help you in that regard. I promise. Okay. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Today we're going to talk about cutting people off. Yes. And when is a good time? So in the last episode that we recorded just so long ago, you had indicated <laughs> You had indicated that uh, you were an expert in cutting people off and you were had some thoughts around that. Go ahead and dive in on that. Yeah, I was talking about in the unhealthy estate of Tamika and the way that I cut people off. It was like, it's just, this is just too much. I don't want to deal with it. And so I would just cut people off. And in my healthiest state, it is not too much that I don't want to deal with it. It is because I am going to deal with it mm-hmm. that and and I understand the consequences and repercussions of dealing with it and um, the, the let the chips fall where they fall, you know. And so I think a lot of times, especially in this environment, we're always talking about boundaries and setting boundaries. And what we've done is we have created a negative space for boundaries because Mm -hmm. people feel like just because of anything, I need to cut cut that person off. And I'm like, that's not it. Yeah. You know, the uh, conversation needs to be had and it needs to be had from a place when we were talking in the last episode about anger being an encompassing thing for emotion. We need, it needs to be had to work through those types of things. And then if it ends that, Hey, no matter what you win from these conversations, one, that person is like, I didn't intend for that today. How do we mend this gap? Mm -hmm. And then you know that they're really passionate and committed to the relationship or two, they don't care, uh-huh. but you know for sure, and it's not a speculation. Mm-hmm. And something that I read about anger, it said uh, that anger is a change mover. Mm. Anger is a change mover. And um, in, let's see, the best way that I can explain the context of what I was reading was that too many people associate anger with a negative and volatile reaction, not realizing that a, a right and a righteous and proportionate amount of anger allows the change that you know that's happening or should be the change that you are aware of inside of you, that the situation outside of you needs anger allows that change to move from within you through you and into the environment in the right amount that the environment needs to shift to shift. So anger is the change mover. Mm -hmm. And so too many people use anger 
as the destructive force, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to end this connection with you. I'm going to go off with you. I'm going to explode. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And too many people are very quick to cut other people off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I confess, I used to be one of those people who would, um, that I would cut people off mm-hmm. very quickly. A light switch would happen inside of me. That switch goes off and it's like, Mario, where did you go? Uh, I'm sorry. I've been going for six months. Where were we? I don't, mm. I, don't I cut you off entirely. Yeah. I stopped talking to you entirely. Um, in some, in some cases it's been years. So, um, I was very quick and also in a very unhealthy state. And even when I thought I was healthy, I was also quick to cut people off because my boundaries were just wrong. Yeah. You know, I thought I didn't literally think this, but it was almost like, I don't know, an unspoken expectation that a boundary is an, is that, that space that a person has to walk across to find out if they're going to step on a landmine or not, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, this is the boundary. Don't cross mm-hmm. there. Um, but as I grew and I became healthier, I realized that that's not what it means to have a boundary. And in the context of this podcast, I remember that that's not what it means to cut people off when they step on your values, mm-hmm. when they step on your, or violate your beliefs, your identity, or your values. That's not the time and that's not the right time to cut someone off. There's a different set of criteria. You want to weigh in on that? I do. Okay. <laughs> I think that I I, I want to back up a little bit cuz we've been talking, you know, the but there's a this buzzword about boundaries. Make sure you set boundaries. Make sure you set boundaries. When you set boundaries, when you are unhealthy and not dealing with yourself, your boundary is so far in the other person's court that they don't have a whole lot of room to move mm-hmm. before they're cut off. Right. And you set the relationship up for failure. Yeah. Deal with you so that you can have appropriate boundaries. Mm-hmm. I often say um, wisdom is the key to life because um, there are times you were just saying how even when you're healthy, you're just like your boundaries are just wrong. Your your boundaries were just wrong. But it's one of those things that um, you're like with wisdom, when someone crosses a boundary, whether I'm healthy or unhealthy, I will say this with wisdom, when someone crosses a boundary to say, Hey, you cross the boundary less, you know, that type of deal and establishing that for the sake of the relationship or maintaining the relationship or seeing the direction of the relationship that teaches the other person. And it doesn't just teach them for your relationship. It teaches them for other relationships as well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we cut people off so quickly that it's just, I see this in the church. Well, yeah, they did such, such, such. And all of a sudden they weren't talking to me anymore. So I don't know. That's just how those Christians act. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's because it wasn't handled with wisdom. Mm-hmm. It wasn't handled in a way that was so, uh, because I, we can disagree and be even be incompatible. You and I say this a lot. We can have relationships and they don't have to be bad just because of incompatibility. They just, we're just not compatible. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to hate each other just because we're incompatible. Nope. Um, and um, so you see this in like organizations and things like that, where it's just like they just cut people off. No explanation was ever given. 
And then you want to wonder why the world is the way that they are and people are so isolated and things like that. I'm like, because we just, all we did was we taught, pe- taught people how to cut each other off. Yeah. We never taught them how to be healthy. Right. We never did think, and, and you know, and furthermore, when we did experience their unhealthy behaviors, we we didn't come at them in the right way. We didn't come at them in a way that they had to learn. We came in, at them in the way that they had to defend themselves. Explain yourself. Yeah. Right? Um, and we asked them, why? Now you have to come up with an explanation and a defense. And now it's something that is nothing, it's not negotiable. Mm-hmm. It is something that is arguable. And I don't ever want to be in that particular space. The, the right way to deal with someone when they have violated in some kind of way or they're about to is the purpose of a boundary is when you say, hey, you're doing this thing and I'm not okay with it. And if you continue to do that, you're not welcome here. Right. Or if you continue to do that, then I will leave. And if they want to argue it, I'm not arguing it. Right. This is not for discussion. Right. Too many people discuss their boundaries. This is not for discussion. Right. Too many people want to argue and then they want to defend. That's not the way it works. It's okay. You're going to continue in this energy. I'm not even here for this energy. Hey, kids, let's go. And, well, you got text messages. You got phone calls. You got emails. You got social media. You can do all that unhealthy stuff. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. And for each time, I'm going to let you know you're crossing the line. You've crossed the line. This is not acceptable. If you're going to do this on social media, then we will not be connected on social media. Well, I just think, boop, we're not connected on social media anymore. Right. All right. Text message. Yeah. Same thing. TikTok. Same thing. Whatever the case is, this is the way we're going to continue. And then you'll get to a place where you spin this narrative. Oh, this person gets to a place to where they spin this narrative. They won't talk to me and they want this and they want that. And someone else can weigh in and they can give all their opinions and you can say, hey, look, that's not the situation and that's not the way it happened. And I understand that you got your narrative from this other person. I get it. Mm -hmm. But they know what's necessary and what's required, that I am reachable and I am within reach. But certain behaviors that they do are not allowed in my space. Right. And as far as you are concerned, Mr. Third Party. Yeah. We don't have an issue. And if we're going to continue to talk about someone else in their absence, I don't do that. Either. And here's the boundary for you. And here's the boundary for you. Okay. <laughs> and if you're going to keep sticking your nose in. We're going to have the same. We're going to have the same discussion. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what happens is now some people will mistake boundaries for control. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're trying to control me. No, I'm not trying to control you. I'm saying that you can be you. Right. Right. But you can't be you in my space and not regard me. Yeah. If you're going to be in my space and be you and disregard who I am, yeah. then why is the why am I present to begin with? Yeah. So analogy, and this is just upbringing. You know, um, I grew, we grew up in the South. You go into someone's house, you don't even step through the threshold until you're invited in. Right. But when you are invited in, there's a separate invitation for each area of the house, right? So you're, you, I invited you into my living room. You can't follow me down the hallway 
to my bedroom. That is correct. There is not an invitation for that. Mm -hmm. You are invited into my living room, my hosting area. Mm -hmm. Um, And and when when we moved to Indiana, I thought it was really interesting that people would follow you throughout your house without invitation. It was like you are violating a, a boundary and we have to have a discussion. Here is my boundary. When you come to my home, you are welcome in the living room until otherwise invited elsewhere. Right. You know, um, and, and until they don't just, walk all, don't just walk all over my house. And it's something that we should. Don't uh, even sit down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> until you have an invitation to sit. Yeah. Right. That was the way we were raised. And yeah. I remember, you know, you know, my, my best friend <laughs> is. When I went to his house all the time, I would just stand by the door. Yeah. And he'd just be like, he, you know, one time he asked, he's like, why do you do that? I was just, just where I'm from. You don't even invite yourself to sit down. Yeah. You know, because that if people don't want you there or right. people don't want you to get comfortable, then you just kind of stand. Right. And it is what it is. Yeah. You know, but what one thing you don't do is you don't disrespect their space. You don't assume in their space. Yes. Yes. Well, we did a photo shoot recently and um, we were doing it at a home, at the home of someone else. And she was, she, they're not, they're northerners also. And they were like, well, you can just go throughout, go wherever you want to go. And I'm like, we didn't have that invitation. So here it is. We're all piled in the foyer of this beautiful home. But we didn't have an invitation to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's just me honoring and respecting you. And we really need to apply those same principles to our relationships. Yes. You didn't have an invitation to violate it. And I'm not just going to jump to you being disrespectful, but I'm going to let you know. Here's the boundary. Let's not let that happen again. Yeah. And if you choose to do that, it's like, you know, I told Aja years ago, I said, because we're every day we're moving and growing into new spaces. You're growing into a new space as a teenager. I'm growing into a new space as a mother. Mm-hmm. And our dynamics are constantly shifting. I will not take what you did, what you're doing as disrespect until you repeatedly do it after I tell you. Right. It is disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And then so it's no longer about the action. Right. It is about the disrespect. Exactly. Exactly. And that's a perfect way to have that conversation with anybody um, is letting them know, hey, it's not about the action. It's about the disrespect. Once I told you what was valuable to me, once I told you what I believe, you did this anyway. This means that you did not regard me. And that's a coachable offense. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's just, to me, that's so powerful in establishing healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we have to be very careful about boundaries because if we're unhealthy and we're not um, addressing our sta- our own states of disarray, yes, we can um, actually nurture our dis- disarray with unhealthy boundaries. Yes, so there's a, there is a blog post on my webpage that is called Boundaries Are Not Walls. Yes. Okay. And what you don't do. Y'all have to go and read that. That's amazing. That's like. <laughs> did you, you read will, it? You, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you will highlight epiphanies that as you have them through di- through different statements throughout that blog post. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, you know, that's. I'll thank you for that plug real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, because boundaries are not walls. And what you don't want to do is you don't want to set so many boundaries that you end up building a fortress or a prison. 
Mm-hmm. When you have too many boundaries, you're keeping all these people out or are you keeping yourself in? Yes. Right. And so you lose the ability to move. Yeah. And if you can't move, how can you grow? How can you expand your reach, your territory? How can you move beyond your own limitations? You're so focused on someone else's limits. And so there's so many, I'm, I'm so glad that there's this movement, especially in the social media world where people are talking about, Hey, what are healthy boundaries in painting this picture? And, but I can simplify that for a lot of people. Don't ever set boundaries for other people. Right. If you, I, I am Mario, you are Tamika. I'm not going to set a boundary for Tamika. Mm-hmm. No, I'm setting the boundary for me because my goal is I want to be healthy. Right. right? And so because I want to be healthy, I need to know how much I can take of a particular behavior. Right. Regardless of who it's from. Yeah. Right. And if it happens to be that Tamika is the, the number one offender, hey, this is my boundary with you. But it's not to tell you how to behave. It's to tell me what is my threshold before I behave in a way that I don't want right. to. Right. Right. And so what happens is this this is the liberating way to do it. If you do it this way, then it says, okay, I know how much of Tamika I can take. Okay, last time we hung out, she stepped on my boundaries. I left. This gives me an opportunity to reach out again. Hey, you want to do dinner again? Mm-hmm. You want to try this again? Right. And I come through and this maybe last time we didn't make it an hour. This time we make it an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Next time we make it to the end of dinner before you cross that line. And so what happens is this gives me an opportunity to expose myself to the thing about you that makes me reactive mm-hmm. in a controlled environment, according to the boundary that I set. Mm-hmm. When is enough for me? And when it's enough, that's when I need to say, hey, you've been doing this for the last 15 minutes and I've been gracious. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've chosen to be gracious mm-hmm. because I want to have a good time with you. But now you're doing again. And so if they have a, a violent or an adverse reaction. OK. Mm-hmm. And so two things are happening. We know that from Watson and from Pavlov, we have these different measures of uh, reinforcement, positive, negative, right. or whatever, various types of reinforcement. So there's a couple of things. If the other person wants to have a relationship with me, okay, then by me using boundaries in the way that I'm describing, setting the boundary for me so that I get to choose when I move it, when I get to change the threshold of how much I'm willing to take, mm-hmm. it also puts me in a state to where I am able to positively reinforce the other person. Right. Right. And so it's like, okay, if you continue and you don't show any signs of changing, well, then I'm going to withdraw entirely. You won't get this. You don't get the reward. Yeah. But if you begin to show signs of trying to respect me, you're trying. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to reward you by continuing to build a relationship that you want. Right. And I want I'm going to reward you with that and you can see the benefits and you can see the efforts. This is such a key thing because I see all over social media, like cut your mama off, cut your sister off. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear all of these things. And I think that we have um, we have made the words toxic and narcissism, which are clinical terms. We have made them such a part of our daily vocabulary and diagnose people. And sometimes people are just unhealthy, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and then you want to wonder why you out here on a boat 
all along. Well, you've cut everyone off. Right. And we're not meant to be by ourselves, which which actually feeds into um, anxiety and depression and things like that. Those feed because we are alone with ourselves. And so I'm just like, you know, when you do what you just set up, like you, I've set up this boundary and we'll engage according to then you don't you don't have to cut people off. I don't have to cut anybody off. You don't have to cut people off right. for that. What you do is you begin to operate in the boundaries that keep you healthy. I'm going to throw this out there. I um and if you've ever talked to me one on one, you you know this story. But I went to anger management twice as a kid. <laughs> I was always very quick tempered. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm not talking about quick tempered as in Oh, I'm just throwing a temper tantrum. Nope. I was, I targeted you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of very angry. And I remember the, the second time being in, um, I could tell you the, the counselor's name, but being in anger management. And um, this, per- this person says to me, but I get that you're just angry and you have a lot going on at home and everything. And then goes on to say, and I know that you're probably suicidal and want to inflict harm on yourself because everybody has. And at that, 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 I had never experienced that before. I was like, no. Now, mind you, I was in the fourth grade when this conversation was being had. Um, and I was like, no. But I was aware enough of myself to know. Okay, even as an adult, you crossed a boundary Mm -hmm. that I don't believe is true about myself. And so as a consequence, I will not accept it about myself. Mm -hmm. When I met with her afterwards, I gave her what I wanted her to have. Mm -hmm. So as not to trigger that infliction of something on me that didn't belong to me. Right. And we work like that in dynamics and we should work like that in dynamics as adults Mm. with our family members and things like that. Because I don't necessarily I had to keep meeting with her because um, at the time it was a requirement because I was quick tempered. (laughs) It was a requirement that I completed the course. Um, But it was one of those things that even as a fourth grader, I was like, that doesn't belong to me. And you limited her effectiveness. Yes. I I, she had no power. Right. Yeah, you took it away. Yeah. You stripped her of it. Nope. Even though you had to be in that space. Mm -hmm. And that is a perfect example. That's a great example, Tamika. Thank you for sharing that. (laughs) You know, that's a great example of how we should be. So now I can engage with you as a requirement, Mm -hmm. as an obligation, or by choice. I can engage with you, but you don't get anything from this. Right. And I'm not taking. I don't want anything from you. Right. 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 I'm going to give you what is necessary for this interaction, this interpersonal transaction. And that is all. Yes. And if you want more, then you're going to have to work for it. Yes. Yes. And you will have to respect those boundaries Mm -hmm. because at this and, and, you know, I'm 42 and there are certain conversations that I have with people that I've let them know this conversation is not going in that direction. Mm -hmm. And when they try to push it, I will not respond because I owe you nothing. Right. In that capacity. Right. And as a consequence, I will I will stay here until you veer back to where this relationship is healthy. Mm hmm. 
Because one thing that I'm not, and it's funny because mom even says now, people, you your bark is bigger than your bite. You really are a kitten. You really don't get angry like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't. But that that's certainly not because people don't try to push it. But it is because I am in a space that I value so much as far as my um, mental health is concerned that I will not allow anyone else to have the power. Mm-hmm. Yes, don't give away your power. Yeah, the, I, you you won't you won't do that. And should you continue to force it, then when push comes to show, I might have to cut you off. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, for the people that want to engage with me, they're like, okay, she don't like talking about that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to do that. And, and and it's a mutual respect that is gained because I reinforce my boundaries, and yes. we still have a relationship. Yeah, a good one. I love it. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I, you know, a couple of things that kind of crossed my mind there is about giving away your power. We do need to talk about that in another episode. Um, and you know, the thought there is when you, when you handle those connections and those relationships in the way that you're describing and in the way that I'm describing, then we maintain the power over us for how we feel. And this is so crucial and I help people with this in their coaching in my coaching because I have to if you do not have the power over how you feel and you use words like you made me feel this way Mm -hmm. who has the power if they made if they forced you to feel something that you did not want to feel even though you are trying to blame them and you are trying to hold them accountable for their actions and behaviors, you don't know that you are wiring your brain to say that that person has the power to make you feel better. Right. You see what I mean? Right. You have now enslaved yourself to that mentality. Mm -hmm. So you made me feel bad. So how do you feel good? Well, you have to make me feel good. Right. Well, then how do you get your happiness back? How do you move on with your life? How do you exit this relationship? I can't because I can't do any of that until they make me feel better about who I am. Mm -hmm. What a terrible thing to do. Take your power back. That'll be another episode. Yes. And an amazing episode of that. Yes. Now, in the last episode, I said I was going to let you have the last word. But I did this on purpose. Good. (laughs) (laughs) It's been wonderful. Thank you for having me. I love having you around. I think I'm going to keep you. (laughs) This is Minds of Hearts Alike. Thanks for tuning in. Definitely go over to my website, mxwperspective.com. Give me a uh, follow. Check me out. Sign up uh, on the webpage or something. Check me out on social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you name it. And uh, I'll see you next time. See ya.